home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Hey y'all, it's getting hot here. This is a cross-Baltic apology crossover. Oh, we should do more of these. On the Fight Laugh Feast Network, it's probably 120 degrees in Arizona. 150 at least. And it's not at the least, down at there. least. <laughs> and it's only like 78 degrees here in Idaho. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, our magazine... American Marriage Sodomized is out this quarterly issue. And like we say, it's a mini book-like experience with multiple authors on one mm-hmm. subject. It's fantastic. Any good It's a quarterly again? experience. And I got something to read to you guys. Oh, mm. great. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. There's this author Uh-oh. author Uh-oh. named Waterboy. Uh-oh. And um, <laughs> uh, yep, Who? Yep, Waterboy. And again, um, I'm just going to read little little snippets of, of my, my intro article. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as as a teaser, you know, think, because my article is the least of these I, I among all the authors. From the, one of the greatest of those. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, Gabe, you could also go in the other room and we could zoom you in. Uh, yes, yes, for the show that would be great. And so, so you know, talking my 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 title is the politics of marriage and. Um, the only way to have babies is by working within God's framework of God's design and created order. This means the only way for the homosexual community to continue to exist is to attach itself like a parasite to God's sexual design for men and women. Whoa. So, Dude, that's great. American marriage yeah. sodomized. The least of these. <laughs> man, we got Toby in here, Pastor uh, Wilson, David Fowler. Do you want to read article? one of your? No, uh, so okay, good. That's, right. that's oh, so right. good. I, you know. I, I just let people buy it. And, there yeah. we go. <laughs> Subscribe. This year, our Fight, Laugh, Feast conference is at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky on the politics of six-day creation. The mm. politics of six-day creation is the difference between a fixed standard of justice that's grounded in the created order and a careening standard of justice. The difference between the corrosive relativism of Darwin that creates mobs and anarchy and the freedom of objectivity, truth, and due process. The politics of six-day creation establishes the authority and the sufficiency of God's word for all of life. From what is a man, what is a woman, what is marriage, when does human life begin, and how is human society best organized? All that's found in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. So come here, uh, Dr. Ken Ham, Pastor Doug Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Gordon Wilson from Right in the Dance fame, also Joe Rigney, Mm. uh, Michael Foster, Mm. I'll be giving a talk. What a course, lineup. We'll also have a live show um, on, the, on the last afternoon yeah. on Christian nationalism yeah. with Pastor Doug Wilson, Stephen Wolf, and Joel Webin. Um, so mark your calendars for October 11th through the 14th as we fight, laugh, and feast with beer and psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, rowdy Christian merch, a Sabbath feast to wrap it all up. And don't forget... Club members always get $100 off. So become a Fight Laugh East club member, a pub member, I should say. Uh, and uh, if, you're, if you're not already, and if you are, I mean, you know, it's basically like you're losing money not to sign up for the conference. So you can get $100 off. So you might as well go. FightLaughFeast.com. Find out more information today and register. We are very grateful to have with us 
The I, boys are back in town. The the yeah, the boy. We, we don't have any music. Don't have music. Yeah, yeah no, where's that song at? Because we got to pay for the licensing. I'm not really. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I love I, y'all. I but think, I, are you even on a thing where you aren't kicked off yet? No. Well, no, we're no. Christian. So does it matter? <laughs> Where is this even being uploaded? Yeah. Where is this being know. uploaded? We don't know. Hey, Stupidvideos.com? This, this is probably just between us. Funny. It's probably not going anywhere. Guys, funny. We just wanted to have you on because we love you. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right on. Pastor Jeff, the ninja, is a What's pastor up? elder at Apologia Church in Tempe, Arizona, where it's 150 degrees right now since yeah. February uh, 2010. He's worked for many years as <laughs> hospital chaplain. Also, uh, he was like one of the Ninja Turtles. I think he's done some yep. other like stuff. I don't remember. Uh, he yep. leads the Apologies Ministry and Abortion Now. Uh, and with him, fellow pastor, elder Luke Pearson, the bear, co-host the of bear. Apologia Radio and Apologia TV. Hey, guys, thanks for coming back. What's thanks. up? What's up? Thank you for having us, guys. Jeff, I, I thought I was sweating because we're literally at the gates of hell here. But then Gabe started reading his own article and then... <laughs> Got on fire. I started sweating more. Got on fire. <laughs> so Gabe, Gabe, I gotta, I gotta ask you since, since you won the, the, the lawsuit and everything, and, and congratulations. Yeah, by the way. Thank you. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you for your faithfulness. Seriously, man, that was a big, inspiring moment. Um, it truly was. I, I, I just personally want to request with, with that new inflow of, of money, that you at least dedicate some of it, some of it to a trip to like Hawaii, beautiful setting, beach, and it just like a pair of shorts with the faces of like the town council, the police officers who did it like on the shorts while you're sipping on bourbon and just like, you know, like, like as a postcard, like wish you were here. Like, yeah, send it all to him for Christmas. Can you do that? Can you do that for for those of us that hate tyranny? That's fantastic. Oh, Jeff, why you got to be giving him ideas like that? That's so good. (laughs) I'm just surprised you haven't done something like that yet. Did you see the man read his own article? Now you're (laughs) going to... He's a deacon in my church, Jeff. I mean, so please, please. What's coming from another pastor? How can it be that bad? I uh, just, I just want to. That's know, godly. That's godly yeah. counsel. That's good. Yeah, that's mean, godly counsel. If, it's if, the same as dumping tea in the harbor. Yeah. <laughs> if Jeff was in a cage match with Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg, mm. um, you know who would oh, win? They're they're, they're gone. Win? They're gone. Yeah. I would put yeah. both Elon and Zuckerberg against, against Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. And then Luke I, could tag in. Yeah. I, no. I, Luke is just gonna hold his water. He'd be for like him. WWF. Yeah. Just, yeah. Luke, Here's your mouthpiece. Luke's yeah. gonna be on the side eating noodles. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, I wanted to. Need my fuel. We definitely want to check in with you about um, end abortion now and what's going on um, this coming year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And want to just find out uh, what you're planning to do to. Uh, what you know, states you're working in? What, what's the next incremental step in ending abortion? <laughs> there it is. Well, there'll, there'll be no soft tongue partiality coming from oh. end abortion now. <laughs> we know. Um, preach, preach <laughs> there'll be none of that. Um, so uh, the the next step of of uh, pursuing equal protection and justice for the preborn is next legislative session. We're working in a number of states already. We have people, legislators ready to put the bills in. And so it's just a waiting game at this point. Um, basically, next session starts for some places near the end of the year, for some places like January. Yep. And so we have really good news and we could definitely use your help in these places, guys, when they come up because we are getting very, very close. So Alabama, we have right now the environment and the situation that we haven't had anywhere else. 
Um, Alabama, we've got uh, an amazing, godly legislator, Ernie Yarbrough. Um, solid dude, um, doesn't need the money. He's not in it for the job or the career. He's doing it as a, as a really godly man. Uh, loves the gospel, loves God's word. He's straight dat post mill and... Um, he is, uh, he's kind of a rising star right now in Alabama politics, and he is putting, he put the bill in uh, this last session. Uh, he's putting it in again this next session, and we're building the the groundwork as really as we speak to get the churches ready for it and everything going on that we need to get go on, going on. But I will say that one of the unique situations we have in Alabama is that not only do we have just a godly, consistent legislator uh, who has a commitment to God's law and justice and consistency, but we also have a number of other people in the legislature that are just right there where they need to be consistent, confident, courageous men. And uh, we have, and I won't say it publicly right now, but there's people in high places in Alabama that uh, we have never had before. And then on top of that, we have a publication that is in the state of Alabama that is the leading publication for conservative uh, Christian politics. And uh, it's, I will tell you that I talked to legislators when I was just in Alabama and I talked to a number of them. They all said the same thing, that they wake up every morning the legislators in alabama wake up every morning to check uh 1819 news yeah. Yeah. Um, Dawson and those yeah. guys. that's right they, they wake up and they this is what they all said this is true this was a consistent thing across the board they wake up every day checking that first thing praying to god that their name isn't in the headlines yeah. um because it is such a powerful force and the good thing is is that the the guys in 1819 are solid solid guys consistent yep. guys yep. and they're going to stand up for these bills of equal protection so um that we have running for us so that the pro-life establishment and those who would just attempt to subvert justice can't do what they've done in every state we've been in and uh essentially work behind the scenes to kill our bills. Um, And uh, we have that going on, Arkansas going on. We've got Georgia going on. Mississippi is a potential. We've got Arizona, uh, Tennessee, um, Louisiana, Louisiana, Kentucky, Kentucky. Ohio, Indiana. Yeah, so we've got a number of states uh, coming up. Texas, Texas, Gabe. Texas, that's right. the promised land. That's right. No, because there wouldn't be abortion there. (laughs) Now, there you go. There you go. A lot of evil things happen in the promised land. That's right. (laughs) That's right, especially in Austin. Um, so, especially in Austin. So guys, answer this for me. Where would, where's the most strategic and feasible state? Is there a state that with sounds like they're saying Alabama? Is, it, is yeah. Alabama, Alabama? Why? Why is Alabama so important? Because they got Alabama white sauce. No. <laughs> What's Alabama white sauce? Oh, don't, don't, feed the, don't feed the gay, bro. So what you do is, is you smoke a chicken for about four hours. Okay? Right. You know, maybe six, depending on how big your chicken is. And then you Google, or I, I can send you the recipe, Alabama white sauce. And you, dip that, you dip that chicken in that Alabama white sauce. It is, you'll never go back. I'm going to have to tell my wife to get on that. That's yes. pretty awesome. Yeah. Are, no, you yep. Are you done? Are you done? So I'm, I'm uh, hungry actually now. I am. <laughs> I'm not. I ate. Uh, <laughs> Strategically, um, we we're we're in it. We're in a new place now. So, just if if everyone's just getting into this discussion in terms of backing it up to like, how do we get to from where we were to where we are now? Yeah. What you saw over a um, little over the last decade is you saw pastors, specifically Christians, Christian churches, standing up to speak the gospel against the issue of abortion and to call it sin, to call it murder in a way that not that it wasn't being done before by Christians, but in a way that was more 
like sniper fire, very focused in saying this is an inconsistency. This is the these are the main issues. You started seeing that and started seeing an emphasis on no neutrality as Christians. We need to do this with the gospel and the word of God. It's the law of God that's the that's the standard for this. And that was unusual in terms of backing the story up to how do we get to where we are now. That was unusual because largely since Roe versus Wade, the establishment, and I just call it the establishment because pro-life people in the pews really have no idea that this conversation's even been going on. Right. But the, the establishment itself um, was was being explicit, saying we're not Christian. We're not fighting this because of the Bible. We're not saying because Jesus. We're not saying repent and believe. And they would even go so far as saying that we're not going to say she's guilty of murder and maybe yeah. not even the abortionist. Yeah. I mean, that's what Tony Lawinger, who's the vice president of National Right to Life and Oklahomans for Life, involved with them. That's what he said to me when he killed the bill of of equal protection in the state of Oklahoma. He couldn't even he couldn't even have the courage or the consistency to say that the abortionist was really guilty of actual murder, yeah. but especially the woman she's not. So. What happened was, is as the church started really moving against this with consistency as Christians and with the gospel, um, change started really occurring, not just at the abortion mills where lives are being saved, but now legislators are being confronted to be consistent, to do their duty, to obey God. And um, so you started with like a single bill in Oklahoma, it happens, and then it's killed by the establishment. And I mean that it was not killed by the pro-choicers, yeah. it was killed by the pro-life establishment. Why? Because here's the heart of the issue. I'm glad you asked. Every it. state has been that way. The heart of the issue, guys. I know that we've had disputes between us, and we have you know back and forth and conversations about like you know, you smash mother incrementalism, incrementalism uh, in terms of partiality versus true justice, all that stuff. But here's the deal, and this is I know where we'll agree. The the fundamental issue, the dirty little secret of the pro life establishment is this: is that they want a protected class of killers. They want the mother to be uh, yeah. given uh, immunity by law, and they want her to be able to kill her child in the womb with impunity. That is not an exaggeration. That is literally in the legislation that they write. Pro-life people. Pro, yeah. The pro-life establishment, the pro-life industry, the pro-life leadership, mm. and they have said, this is the beautiful thing, guys, <laughs> in terms of how we've gotten from where we are to where we are now. The beautiful thing is, is that years ago, you guys and us would have been standing against the doctrine of the establishment saying, that's unjust. God calls that an abomination, justifying the wicked, acquitting the guilty is an abomination mm -hmm. to God. We would all in a united voice be saying that. We'd be saying that's wrong. And we were, we were saying, hey guys, they believe this church. Listen up, everyone pay attention. Pastors, please look closely. There's a dirty little secret here. And that's that they believe that she's not guilty of murder, that she's actually a victim, and they want her to have legal immunity. Um, and uh, But no one was really paying much attention because it's kind of the dirty little secret and it's not yeah. out there in the open. Yeah. But here's where the, here's where the wheels came off. When more bills by God's grace started going in that were just consistent law of God, image of God, equal protection, no partiality, when those started going in, it forced the establishment to now go really public mm. by way of fighting against us. Right. So they, so here's what we didn't have before. We didn't have what I just had happen to me in Missouri. And that's what, there was a bill of equal protection in Missouri. We were supporting the guys that put that in and, and, and backing them up. 
I went to testify in Missouri before the legislature for the Bill of Equal Protection that would have given equal protection to all humans from fertilization. It would have just treated them all the same. It's what the pro-life establishment in Missouri says they believe. But here I am sitting next to Bradley Pierce, a constitutional attorney. Yeah, we know Brad. Yeah, and I'm I'm sitting there before this legislature calling them to establish justice and to uphold this bill and sitting next to me was not it was not planned parenthood planned parenthood's representatives and the pro-choice organizations were sitting behind me they were on the register to talk but they decided they didn't need to because next to me was the two leading pro-life representatives in missouri testifying now in in public, in the public square, before the legislature, saying, do not pass this bill because it would lead to the criminalization of women who kill their children in the womb. Um, And not only do you have that, you also have now the ERLC, Mm -hmm. National Right to Life, Louisiana Right to Life, and over 70 of the largest pro-life organizations went on record The day of our bill in Louisiana, we had all the votes for yes. It passed the hearing. We had all the votes for yes. Equal protection for all humans in the state of Louisiana from fertilization. They all said we're saying yes to this. It's obvious. That week, the establishment came in undercover and told them all don't pass that bill because it would lead to the prosecution of women who kill their children. And so the ERLC and all these organizations drop this letter in Louisiana and across the nation, they say, the day of the floor vote in Louisiana, and all the legislators are walking around with it in their hands, where the pro-life establishment is telling the legislators in America, we do not want you to pass any bills of abolition or equal protection because it would lead to the prosecution of women. Some of them are even threatened by people in very high up positions. Yeah. uh, For a fact. Someday, guys. Someday I'm going to release the story. I need to I need to talk to God and meditate on when it's the right time to do it. But someday I'm going to release a story that ought to be the cover story of every major newspaper about who was involved in killing the bill of of equal protection in Louisiana. I, I need permission to do it. But let me tell you, if you found out who was actually behind killing the bill, uh, it'd shock you. Uh, wow. it, w- it would shock you. But so all that to say where we were to where we are now, now. We have the establishment coming against the bills of equal protection in public, in writing, um, telling everybody that they believe that the woman is not guilty, that she is a victim, and that they do not want a the child in the womb to have equal protection because it would mean that the mother who willfully takes the life of the child in the womb um, would be seen as guilty and as criminal. Now, as you know, as as you you know. The whole history of the Christian church, the whole entire history, we've had some disagreements on some stuff. Nah. And uh, yeah, we have. <laughs> but one of the, you know what's amazing? One of the way, areas, some like areas that like you've seen this, seen this like unified voice of the Christian church, despite where you're at, the deity of Christ, the atonement. The, the perfect life, death, burial, resurrection of, the, of our Savior, faith in Christ. We've seen unity on that. We've also seen a unity on the issue of abortion since the very beginning of the church, the inception of the church. And that is that abortion is murder 
and that the mother and anyone else involved needs Christ forgiveness and she is guilty, there has been a, a unanimous voice from the Christian church for, for 2,000 years on this issue. And it is the establishment right now running the, this fight that has run it for decades that says, no, we disagree with the Bible. We disagree with the history of the Christian church. We do not agree. We believe that she should be given legal immunity and she should be able to do it with impunity, which is why every single bill of abolition and equal protection that's gone in across the country, every single one without fail, without question, has been thwarted and stopped by the establishment themselves. Mm. Um, you've often heard me say that the pro-choice movement hasn't had to lift a finger in any of the states that we've sure. gone to. Um, and so what we need to overcome as brothers, no matter where you're out on this issue, no matter where you fall on the issue of like strategically, whatever, what we need to be unified in is that that is not the message of the Christian church. Yeah, yeah, that is not the gospel. That's uh, Amen. This robs women of the gospel. It, do, it, preach, preach it absolutely does. And That's I was right. even just thinking as That's you were right. listing off the, the creed, you know, kind of the, the elements of the creed that we agree on, that, that, the, that the universal church has always confessed. I mean, the, the fact that um, Jesus Christ was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm. Born of the Virgin Mary. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's actually, that's why, like, there, I mean, of course, every human life from fertilization on has um, inherent dignity and worth because God made it and it's in his image. But that's even more underlined and emphasized by the mm. fact that God himself took on human flesh. Uh, mm -hmm. God himself, by the Holy Spirit, became a fertilized egg mm -hmm. in, in, in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it connects all the way down to, to that point. And then the other thing I was going to say, you're absolutely right, Jeff, but um, to the extent that the pro-life establishment is, is unwilling um, to uh, um, recognize the guilt of a woman who's gone through, um, who's, who's murdered their baby, um, uh, they are hating women. They're, yes, they're, they're, absolutely. Actually, they're actually hating women because, and I, I've, mm. I've said this before in different contexts, but there's a, and further dehumanizing. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, 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 um, it's more, um, it, and I, you know, the ironies of course, but this is, you know, feminism hates women and, and, and this is basically feminism bleeding into, um, various conservative organizations, but there's an inherent dignity that God gives to human beings in rendering us guilty of our actions. Mm -hmm. it, it makes right. us moral agents to say, you've done this action and because you have done it, you're guilty of it. That's actually rendering human being dignity, value, yeah, power, yeah. power of choice. And that, and there's something dignifying about as as humiliating as it is to be to be told that you are guilty of what you have done. And all of us have guilt that we are that, that we have had to own and take responsibility for. But then you're absolutely right. Then the, the very next step is, and God in His mercy sent Jesus Christ, His Son, to mm. die for that very guilt, so that you. For that guilt can be completely forgiven, restored, yeah, right. restored in humanity. Yeah, and that's, but that, you don't get that's that restoration. Re you don't get that restoration yeah. without the guilt, yeah. because you don't, you don't, yeah. you don't need Christ. You don't need a cross. Yeah, uh, if, and, and if you're not guilty. And Toby, that's that's good. You said that, brother. And I know that Toby, you've you've sat in front of women as we have. Um, I'm confident of that. I mean, I can't imagine pastors in this country in this context that haven't. Right. We've sat in front of sisters in Christ who have. Um, this in their past. And they, we know, we see the brokenness, we see the tears, we see the grief even currently. 
when we've had to minister to them saying there is forgiveness in Christ, you are washed, you know, Christ took away your sin and guilt. Mm -hmm. That's what we've said to them. Mm -hmm. That's what every pastor, that's what every pastor says to these women is that, yes, you're truly guilty, but Christ truly saves sinners and he's washed away Mm. your sins. And he does not, he does not count your sins against you. He counts you righteous apart from your works. Here's the important thing. Ready? And I want everyone to hear this is, this is critical. Everyone knows there's a dispute in terms of a brotherly dispute between us in terms of smash mouth incrementalism versus what we would say part you know partiality mm-hmm. versus you know equal protection everyone knows that so put that debate to the side for a moment here okay my contention is this that is an important discussion to have without question but here's the key issue it doesn't really matter in the in, in this in this issue in terms of the establishment isn't thinking in the in those categories right. because for them yep. for them the issue is we've got to find a way to quote end this but we need to make sure that she's always protected uh-huh. and there's no punishment and she's given immunity. Uh-huh. So while we're over here having these discussions on smash mouth versus, right, sure, you know, equal yeah, protection, yeah. they're they're over there going, okay, whatever we work out, she can't be seen as guilty. That's just, and, that's just straight liberalism. But, and, that's yeah. just straight liberal. It, yeah. it's, 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 it's a, we want a, a, we want the solution of the gospel without the gospel. Exactly. We, we, yeah. we want the grace without the guilt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that, that's that's just straight liberalism. And yeah, just to talk about the Smash Mouth and the abolition and all that, you know, equal protection. Those are those are conversations in the same car going the same direction. That's right. Okay. Um, and so I, that's why for me, I, I'm when I see what you guys are doing, I, people forget we had incrementalism pushing a long time in the abortion industry. And somewhere they got super fat and super lazy and then God revealed who they were. And he did that through a group of people who were like, you know what? Something's broken here. Yeah. Something's massively broken. I don't think you're really trying. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're really trying. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they come out with laws and say, okay, let's just say that this is a human being and you can't kill a human being. No, you can't have laws like that. Like, right. whoa. Why not? Everybody bucked up and was like, why not? Right. I'm not human. You know, Jeff, this is what I was thinking about as you was talking. And look, you can jump in on this too. The abortion issue is a massive one, but I think it points to even something bigger to say that if we can't get this right ethically as Christians, it comes to making Mm -hmm. laws about this. This is not just affecting abortion. This is everything down. If you can't get this simple principle of a human being. That's being a start, protected. Right? That's a start. Exactly, we can't right. even talk yeah. about any other laws. Well, and, and, and individual guilt and agency. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is what do you own as a human? Well, we don't even know what a human is. We don't even get to talk about what you exactly. own and somebody stole something from you. So I'm concerned about these lawmakers that can't get this right. They can't rule well on any other law either. They're transgender mm-hmm. pro-lifers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so how, yeah. I, it's like if we can't trust them on this issue we need to do a, a cleaning of the house and just start amen saying, like okay y'all all got to go well, y'all mm-hmm. all got to get up out of here right because this should be a simple thing just for the pro-life movement to say no no we want equal protection right we, we absolutely right. want this and so let's figure out how we get there because if i, I, I look it I want to ask you guys, has anything, when you relate this to like, they're the new slave masters, they're the new ones who are trying to say, hey, there's nothing wrong with man stealing. There's nothing wrong with this person isn't a human being anyway. Does that have any connection for them? Does that turn their brains in any way? Are they listening to that and say, oh, I haven't thought about that. Have you had any movement in the pro-life movement uh, with thinking, rethinking? Yes, Okay. Yes, and, and I would say that 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 and I'll. I'll mm. Do you want to say? I'll let Luke jump. And I've done a lot of talking. No, so I'll, I'll 
I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll okay, so I, I will say that one of the things that's been most effective over the last decade that at least I've, you know, experientially what I've been able to see take place in front of me is the because the church, because Christians um, with without cowardice, with conviction and uh, willing to take the hits have spoken the truth about, no, this is what God's law says about this. This is what the gospel is to the woman who's who's had an abortion. And this is what we ought to be doing according to God, mm-hmm. equal protection for all humans, no partiality. Partiality is an abomination. Because of that conversation and really exposing the inconsistency, the inconsistencies of the establishment, now, today, today, you have leading talking heads of the establishment whose positions have already publicly changed or they are even changing this very literally today. We got word mm-hmm. to pray for somebody specifically because their position is changing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, we're talking about major talking heads. So whether it's... um Abby Johnson. Abby Johnson years ago was, was really, really... Yeah. Um, really intensely arguing against people who were for equal protection. She was, she yep. followed the party line of um, no, the woman's a victim. And now she is a strong voice. Mm-hmm. She comes out publicly and just says it denounces it. The idea that um, the mother ought to be given protection or that she's somehow a victim and not guilty of murder. Really? Oh, wow. yes. When did that change? Cause it, well, it changed. can I tell you, it changed because a solid abolitionist equal protection pastor uh, had conversations with her face to face and wow. uh, gave her the truth gave her the word of god and she she shifted you also have the recent um whatever podcast yeah um where and that's a terrible uh, podcast but um yep. <laughs> the whatever podcast where um oh gosh i, I, I don't even know what my, it's slipping my mind right now she's the she's one of the um leading leading pro-life uh, oh, the Catholic uh lady, uh, with um, um like why am I losing her Lila name? Rose. Right now? Lila Rose. Lila Rose. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, right, Lila, right, right. Lila. Yeah, she's yeah. Lila Rose was on the party live line. Action. Live action. She was on the party line uh, uh, just just a minute ago, and now in the whatever podcast, she's debating the issue of abortion and the issue of punishment of women and guilt for women comes up, and she falls in line with the scriptures, and she falls in line to say no. Of course, she's guilty. Of course, there must be some punishment. But the woman sitting next to her. Another leading talking head of the pro-life establishment argues against punishment for murdering your child for the woman, mm. and she she just gets she gets it handed to her because mm. of that inconsistency. And so we're seeing now leading talking heads now shifting the position to no, there must be some form of punishment. She's she's taken the life of her child in an unjustified manner. That child is in the image of God. And so you're seeing that shift take place, which I we know is causing trouble within the establishment because mm-hmm. from the top, the leaders of the establishment are 100% opposed to the woman being seen as guilty at all. She must be seen as a victim. She must be protected. So they're even post-row, post-row, mm-hmm. they're even writing legislation in states um, that offer, afford protection to the woman. So let's say the abortion mills are closed and everything else. They're writing legislation in those states, still ensuring that the woman will not be prosecuted if she mm-hmm. takes the life of her child. It happened here in Arizona. Happened here in Arizona. So wow. I want to say this. I want to say 
that this central issue, and again, the debate I think needs to be had in terms of like what, you know, what's pleasing to God, what's consistent, smash mouth incrementalism and, and, you know, whether, you know, what you just want to go equal protection, no partiality that needs to be had. We need to have the discussion. I totally agree. It's very important. I agree with that. However, in terms of what you said, uh, Chuck, when you said we're going in the same direction, that's because we're Christians. That's because we're theonomists. Yeah. That's because we know the end goal. But the point is this, is the establishment doesn't agree with that. So we can dispute all day long, you know, partiality versus incrementalism and do all that stuff. And over yeah. here, there's this whole conversation going on where they're going, that's irrelevant to us because what we're really trying to do is make sure that we yeah. end it with her protected, which means this, yeah. and I'll shut up here, which means this, abortion is never, ever, ever, and I mean this, ever going to be done in any state criminally and legislated against completely and ab abolished like slavery, it's never going to happen just so long as the establishment believes that there is a person who murders her child in the womb in an unjustified manner who must be given immunity yeah. and impunity. Um, and that's what they believe. And that's what we have to speak against prophetically yeah. as the church, that that is not Christian, <laughs> that is not in accordance with the gospel. And like you said, Toby, that robs the woman of her dignity and the hope that she has in forgiveness. They are lying to these women and they're doing it on a national level and they're doing it now publicly wow. with their chest puffed up. They're sitting next to me, wow. sitting next to me in the legislature, telling them, don't pass this bill. Wow. It would mean that she's guilty. And that tells the whole story, yeah. guys. Well, that really is the issue. Well, here's here's what I would say, just tying this together is we obviously we praise God Roe was overturned last year. Amazing. Save it's gonna save a lot of lives for sure. But every single one of these states that has come out and said uh, abortion is no longer legal in our state is flat out lying. They're lying. Because every single one of them has an exception for the mother. Yeah. And so mothers are allowed to murder their babies at will with no punishment. Mm -hmm. um, and so we know for a fact that now half the abortions done in the nation are done uh, via pill delivered to the home. You can Instacart the abortion Ooh. abortifacients to your home. Okay. Ooh. And so they're able to do it at will. If you go right now on YouTube and Google uh, um, DIY uh, uh, abortions. Yeah. There's all kinds of videos of girls saying, yep. this is how you perform your own yep. abortion at home. And it's, and women are dying from it. And no one's yep. talking about it, but so like, I, so like most Christians don't know that we're like, Hey, Rose overturned. It's over. And it's like, no, it's, it's own. It's the numbers we're, are actually really just getting started. Really just getting started right. because you can just do it at will at home now. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, that was, I want to make sure I mentioned that because most Christians don't, see that they don't understand that they don't recognize that yeah. and it's super important uh i got a I'll, question i got add yeah. and then gabe question yeah. how are you paying for your health care and how's it working out for you <laughs> if it's working perfectly great if not listen closely because i have a solution for you a biblical solution samaritan ministries oh, is a yes. community of christians who pay one another's medical bills here's how it works when a medical need arises you choose the provider that's right for you you have a say in the treatment you receive even if it's non-conventional your medical bills are shared with fellow members who then Send you checks to help cover those payments, and your need is covered in prayer. It's affordable. You can join anytime, even today. So learn more today at SamaritanMinistries.org slash crosspolitik. Uh, fellas, so, you know, we, we like to ask the question kind of like, you know, now what? Let, let, mm -hmm. Let's say in Alabama, it the play, mm -hmm. the play works, the play gets voted in, the play passes. Now what? And I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of two things particularly. 
you know, basically, um, what do you do next in terms of political, you know, um, strategy? Uh, the second thing related to that, and I think I think this is the um, we pass we end abortion, we have equal protection, uh, we have um, the the correct punishments and laws associated with the justice of the situation, you know, um, to convict and try and all this stuff. Um, but, uh, I'm also in my, I have in the back of my mind is, uh, you know, what if it seems like, it seems like the punishments in the States could also be unbiblical on the other side. Yeah, so great so we, point. Get, yeah. we get, we get the, the end abortion, right. But then now we have this unjustice system where it locks up a woman for 99 years where it's just like, okay, now, now we got, a a unjust solution hey, to one, the problem on the other side. One, one step at a time. Had, well, I'm I'm all for passing it, and <laughs> yeah. I know it'd create a problem that you have to f- fix sure, on the other sure. side. I, I, like, right. Um, so, that, what are no, your thoughts on kind of like no, Alabama works now? What? Yeah, no, you're bringing up a great point, and that's that's the the heart of the issue. So, you you guys may have even heard me say before. I'm sure you have that I think that it's a it, it's a it's a, a false dichotomy. Call it a false dichotomy. Call it you know just a, a fiction. When we talk about this debate in terms of incrementalism yeah. versus immediatism, I don't like that terminology. Yeah, because I don't think it's I don't think it's accurate. Nor do I think it communicates the actual issue. Mm. If for us, it's not an issue of uh, incrementalism versus immediatism. It is it is partiality versus equal protection. And so just take that just for the minute. Like, that's what I think the debate really lies. Mm -hmm. So when we have Alabama and we say, okay, we're going to work on this issue to make sure that God is pleased with this bill, that it's a bill that God would be honored with. And what's the bill basically say? It's just a definition. It just says what's in the womb is image of God. What's in the womb is human from fertilization, and it deserves the equal protection of the laws like all other humans. And so we ask the question, is God pleased with a bill that says all humans deserve to be equally protected? Uh, the same. There, there's no partiality. There's no uh, unequal weights. There's not two stones. Um, and that's that's what we're doing in Alabama. So at the, on the back end of that, we're all good theonomists here. And so we recognize that our court system is messed up and that our standards of justice are messed up. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a million other steps in terms of a state that fully glorifies and honors God right. and respects his law. Uh, and so we're saying is, yeah, when once, yeah, we need to have all humans first seen as equal and given the equal uh, uh, protection under the laws. The next thing is, is yeah, we have really terrible standards in terms of accusations and what counts as real evidence. Um, numerous lines of evidence counting for for someone to be seen as guilty. Proper cross examination, the assumption of innocence that we're supposed to believe in this country, but we just don't. I've been to two, I, and I'll just say this quickly, and I don't want to ramble here too much, but this is just in terms of my experience. I've been to two court trials in the last uh, 10 years. And in both of them, in both of them I sat through, the person who was being accused um, was treated from the very mm-hmm. first day <laughs> as though they yeah. were guilty. Yeah. They were even given um, they were even given um, uh, sanctions and punitive uh, stuff. At the very start of the trial, way before the trial, yeah. So what was amazing is that I'm sitting, I'm literally in both cases, 
It's you actually spread years apart uh, for two different people. I sat there and I watched from the beginning, the person who's being accused of the crime, literally punished through the duration of the trial, treated as guilty. Yeah. And really the trial was not about, is this person actually guilty? It was how bad are we going to punish them? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And, and that, no. that is, that is right. quick. Yeah. That is wicked. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it was so frustrating to watch it happen. So in the, in the realm of proper judiciary process, that is another realm where Christians need to come in and have consistency yeah. and say that needs to also be challenged yeah. and fixed. But what we're saying is that what we do present in whatever state, Alabama, Arkansas, whatever, needs to be something that definitionally and as legislation is honoring and glorifying to God in terms of saying God is pleased with you saying no partiality in this state. Right. That's a bill he's pleased with. Yeah, and, and Gabe, Gabe, I think this will be helpful because that's really an excellent question. So this may get me in trouble with people on our side, but I would argue that that would actually be a righteous increment <laughs> because here's why. Um, most of the laws that we're, we're fighting for are for equal protection don't actually in, involve the punishment. Right. It's just right. like Jeff it's said, declaring human life and it, you know the sanctity of human life mm -hmm. and establishing equal protection the laws that that determine the punishment for certain crimes say for murder those are separate laws that have to be addressed separately right. there's some states that don't even have the death penalty yep so if we were to get equal protection in those states praise god that's a you know that's a law that's not partial right. but then the obviously the the punishment of it it's going to be unjust and that's a whole nother right you know a cat out of the bag there you got to deal with and so so yeah so that i i so appreciate that question and and unfortunately a lot of christians conflate the two and they just think yep. it's all in one one thing and that's not at all yeah, how right. these laws work right. well, we're, yeah. what we're trying to do right now is is simply recognize the crime that's being committed right. exactly and yeah. then it, it it needs to be worked out to make sure that the the penalties that go with it are yep. thoroughly right. biblical yep. i mean speaking of the, the kind of stuff that jeff's talking about i mean i mean we had Gabe's whole situation in our town, thinking, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I mean, just the fact that they arrested a guy and then that a married couple for singing hymns mm -hmm. uh, in in public and were put in jail. I mean, that's I mean, I mean, that's our criminal justice system, yeah. right? And, you know, right now. Um, thankfully, our our sheriff really quickly said, "Get them out of my jail," yep. um, and uh, we appreciate that. But then, you know, Stickergate with with yep. Nate and yep. his, his yep. boys yep. and the the complete circus and fiasco of due process that's been going on there yep. and then on top of all that god you know because he's got it i don't know he's he's wants to do this sort of thing we had a horrific murder in our town right. oh that's right and um and it was horrific yeah. awful and you know this i mean i don't know i mean this this uh brian brian Robert, guy yeah. seems like a creep but um you know he he deserves due process. Yeah, he he, he deserves to um, witnesses, he, witnesses, evidence, evidence. cross examination, yep. and hearing both sides of the story. And, and there's, I mean, I, I've 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 seen more than a little bit of you know everybody just saying throw Kill, the yeah. throw the book at him, and it's like, well, no, I mean, let's find out first if he did it. Let's let's actually yeah. get the evidence in place, and um and then and then decide. Yeah, uh, but and I, the nice thing with him is like death penalty is actually on the table here in Idaho for him. Right, and yeah. and in Idaho uh, we actually can. Uh, could do the death penalty, execute the death penalty by firing squad. Uh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So Pastor wow. Toby has to wow. run. Yeah. 
But are you guys able to stick around for a little bit? Yeah. yeah. I'm I want to talk about. I'm not huh? leaving. You're not leaving? Oh, okay. Oh, no, oh, okay. Jeff and All right. Because I want to talk about Christian nationalism, manosphere. I'm just, a, I'm just and hungry. A, and a, okay. Oh, well, let's He's order past the phone. I'm hungry. <laughs> so I was at inabortionnow.com. 6,000 babies have been saved. 800. Way more than that. I, I don't it's, know why the number's on there. It's, it's, what's the new it's number? Way, uh, well, it turned I was told by our staff, I need to stop being conservative because based upon all the years and what God has done and the reports of churches and everything, they told me it's tens of thousands. Oh, and praise so God. I, but, cool. but we don't know an exact number because oftentimes these churches that are operating are saving babies like several a week and they just don't report them to us. And so we'll that's find okay. out later. Well, well, and so, okay. yeah. But the point well, is, we have God's what, 900 like, churches now? Over 900. That's so God, yeah, yeah, how many God saves thousands. Over. And guess what? Guess oh, what? This is huge. We have a really great opportunity next month to go to Germany to start an abortion now in Germany. So. Yes. Oh, awesome. Wow. It's not happening. Awesome. It's not That's happening in Germany. That's Germany's tough. Yes, yeah. it is. Wow. Nobody's doing anything over hey, there. Hey, uh, I, I got some pastor friends. If you guys end up going, let me connect you guys. Good good solid brothers over there. Oh, please. oh dude, please do. Yeah, yeah. Please. You guys hang that. right there. We'll talk to you in just a second. Oh, that's my organ. Like I've been Ooh. preaching. Yeah. Was, I, you know what? Jeff just been preaching. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, I had this for you because it's making the rounds. I was like, I wonder if Jeff done warmed up to the organ yet. See, we'll see if he can <laughs> preach it. That's the after show. Yes, yeah, that's, that's the after show. show. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next time, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight laugh and feast this is cross politics yeah i haven't heard jeff's thoughts on uh christian nationalism no I, yeah well, you haven't no we, we've I, talked I, a little bit talk. about it okay um okay. we did some shows we yeah. actually responded we responded to um the guys at g3 do you smell that i hope you're not used to it i'm talking about that vicious eye burning skin peeling smell that surrounds all of us the smell of proxy wars with overtones of the parties and Hunter Biden's photos. Feminism, trans madness, faux pandemic, real panic. Climate tyranny, social media slavery, Epstein's suicide, fair elections with hints of brimstone charred oak, and the Pelosi's stock profits, all stewing in a Houston Planned Parenthood's dumpster in August. That is the smell of the thing we once called America, dead and composting. The postmortem on America isn't complicated. First founded by starving pilgrims and slaves, refugees and immigrants crying out to God for deliverance, this nation was pitched like a tent by men and women struggling in the mud and the dust who survived drought and depression and twice left home to bleed and die and save the world. Yes, there was hypocrisy, pietism, self-righteousness, injustice. But this land became strong despite it all by God's grace and by the sacrifice of farm boys crawling up foreign beaches and the sweat of their fathers, tilling soil and feeding beef. American boys tamed the sky and walked in space. We touched the world with our navy, our love of sports and stories, underdogs and barbecue. And now we touch it all with our rot. The greatest nation in history has been laid low by one simple, evil lies the deadliest was the first the lie that our greatness was our own doing and so many more came after the lies of secularism moral neutrality and self-fulfillment of feminism and marxism the lies of the sexual revolution and evolution 
pointless wars and taxation, inflation and a manipulated currency, the lies that lashed out at God, tearing away at our belief in beauty, goodness, and truth, the lies that sought to place our own lusts and the lusts of our masters on God's throne, lies to control, to placate, and to destroy. The storm of lies has reached hurricane force now. Whole states are being evacuated. The deception swirls so fast and furious that the liars don't even bother to hide it. Question, where do lies get their power? Answer, from the idiocy of the deceived. How many lies can a people believe before it's their own fault? One, two, 44,000. Lies lose all their power when the deceived become wise when their minds are no longer easy to bridle and control, when they learn to think and can seek the truth through any fog, and when they learn to laugh at those lies, the winds will reverse, the fog will clear. Do not despair. These are the times we were given. We are the people God made for this moment. The faithful and the undeceived will rebuild in the ruins, and we will do it singing, feasting, loving, and laughing. We will plant again and we will harvest 30, 60, and 100 fold. After all, composting empires make the richest soil. New St. Andrews College, liberal arts for lovers of truth, laughing at lies since 1994.